Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome to the Sunday Seether podcast, where we discuss how to be a human in this messy world and move through life with hope, humanity, creativity, joy, community, all those good things. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If it's your first time listening, I'm so excited to have you here. I have over 200 episodes that you can go back and binge if you want to get a sense of my story, who I am, where I've been, where I'm going, what I do. But the short version is, is I am a life coach and writer um, operating out of Western Virginia, about 90 minutes west of Washington, D.C. And I work with highly sensitive people. Um, and I work with them to help them go after the dreams that they want to achieve in a life. Um, and so if you're here for that, I'm, I'm here for you. And I'm so glad you're listening. Um, today, I'm going to be talking all about a tool that is incredible for the highly sensitive person and for humans in general, which is journaling. And I'm doing this in promotion of July inside of the Sunday Soother membership, which is all about journaling. I'm going to be hosting a workshop on Wednesday, July 5th at 8 p.m. about powerful journaling. Um, and it's going to cover the gamut of everything I've learned in uh, how I journal, my own personal practices, uh, tactics, techniques, advice, you know, all sorts of things. We're going to be covering everything from my favorite kinds of journaling and when I do them, what my own personal journaling practice looks like, how I know what to use, like when to use what kinds of journaling, um, what might be blocking you from journaling, good prompts, um, all sorts of like really wonderful things around journaling. If there's anything that I'm kind of known for, I think journal prompts and journaling generally would be one of the things that people might associate with me. Um, I My history of journaling is such that I journaled a ton when I was a little kid. Um, I was you know, given journals as gifts when I was a kid, and I was like, what is this? I can record my secret thoughts on paper? Incredible. And, you know, on and off throughout elementary school, I journaled, I kind of stopped in high school, I started journaling again in college, and especially online, I started blogging, which became a form of online journaling for me. If you go back and listen to my episode all about overcoming journal trauma, you'll know a little bit more about my story and why I stopped journaling for a long time. I had violations in my privacy around journaling. And I find that many of my audience has experienced a similar thing. And that can be one of the things preventing you from journaling more in a way that that feels good and supportive to you. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about that today. But I highly recommend you sign up for the masterclass. Um, The live event is on July 5th, but you don't have to attend live. There is a replay provided. It's $44. It's inside of the Sunday Seether membership. And you can sign up for one month. And then you can drop it. And if you sign up for one month, you're getting all the previous month's master classes too. So there's a lot of value in there for the $44. You're also getting access to our July New Moon Journal Circle, our weekly tarot circles, which I always create special journal prompts for as well. So it's like a journaling buttload (laughs) is the official term. And so to do that and to sign up for the masterclass, go to the Sunday Soother, excuse me, the Sunday Soother.com slash membership and pick tier three. And there will be a link to check out for you there. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, So these are questions that I sourced um, in different communities I'm in, primarily on my Instagram. And I just wanted to kind of 
answer your questions about journaling and give you a little bit of insight into my journaling practice, my tactics, my tools, all that sort of good stuff. And first, I'm going to talk about how I got back into journaling. So I did not journal for most of my 30s. I I knew it would be good for me and I deeply, deeply resisted it. And it wasn't until um, The Artist's Way and the concept of morning pages came across my desk that I was able to make a return to journaling. And so if somebody is mentioning wanting to start journaling, the, the biggest gift you can give yourself is to do morning pages. Morning Pages, if you haven't heard of it, is uh, it was created or, or named, conceptualized by Julia Cameron, who wrote the book, The Artist's Way. And it is simply three pages of shorthand, uh, or excuse me, longhand journaling. So ideally by hand, just stream of consciousness. And you write about anything and everything. And so it's just beautiful because it kind of clears the crud from your mind and it gets you to, to loosen up <laughs> the... The, the, the words that need to come through on the page, the things that you need to say. Um, you'll start out doing like absolutely writing about the most mundane stuff. Absolutely. Um, and that's perfectly fine because that's exactly what it needs to be. And then you'll find yourself as you continue with the practice going in a little deeper and having insights and breakthroughs and realizations that you, that only journaling can bring you. So if three pages longhand sounds too daunting, give yourself the permission of starting with half a page or a page and titrate your way into it, right? That's a lot of what I want to talk about today is the concept of titration, which is basically letting yourself go little by little. You don't have to create a journaling practice where you are journaling every day for 20 minutes or more or journaling every day at all, right? You get to, and that's not the end goal with journaling anyways, it's not to be doing like the most and the longest. It's to turn towards building a relationship with yourself on the page when you need it, that helps you clarify things in your life, that helps you build a relationship with yourself. So it's not about like holding fast and tight to a perfect journaling routine. And it's also about like entering slowly into journaling. It's when you're journaling, ultimately what you're doing is you're building a relationship with yourself. You're writing letters back and forth to yourself on the page. That is what I think journaling at its core really is. And if it's newer to you, you know, if you don't have a strong relationship with yourself, which many highly sensitive people don't do because we're so attuned to the needs and emotions of people around us, and we haven't been taught really that it's safe to focus on ourselves, it's a new relationship and it's going to take time. So if you went on a first date with somebody, you know, unless it's an amazing first date, you're not going to make it like an eight hour thing, right? You're going to like 30 to 60 minutes, cup of coffee, cup of tea, glass of wine. And then as you get to know each other, you're spending more time together if you align and if you like each other, right? And so with journaling, you don't need to dive in with like a 20 minute journaling routine every day. You can try journaling once a week for five minutes, right? Like you can build the relationship in that slow way. And that's going to create a much more long term, healthy, sustainable journaling relationship for you, I think. Okay, so let's go into the questions. So the first one is, what is your current journaling routine? And I think my answer to this may surprise you is that I am not journaling (laughs) right now. I have noticed something and I'll speak to this in a later question. It's that I don't journal as much in the summer. Um, There's something where it's not as an inner experience for me in the summer. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be helpful if I didn't continuously journal in the summer. It probably definitely would be, you know, and it might be good for me to kind of revisit my commitment to journaling right now. Um, But I'm not journaling much. Now, when I am regularly journaling, this is what it tends to look like. I wake up, I make myself my drinks, my decaf coffee or whatever, you know, teas I'm drinking that day. 
And I go upstairs into my office where I have a little room off the side of my office and I sit down and I light some incense and I generally do morning pages. So I will do those three pages stream of consciousness. Sometimes it's one page, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's boring, sometimes it's powerful. Um, And that is the foundation of my journaling practice is, is morning pages first thing in the morning. Now, in other manners, like when I'm doing a journaling routine, I'm also deploying journaling as an effective tool. Um, And it's not necessarily just in the morning. So in those morning pages, I might just be talking about whatever's on my mind, whatever I'm thinking, just kind of, you know, downloading and offloading onto the page. But I also really love to use journaling as an effective problem solving tool. So there may be spot journaling in my life. So say I'm facing a problem in my business or in a personal relationship or in my life, I will like journal about that as if I am a detective. And I'll be like, why is this going on? Like, what are the facts at hand? What are some creative solutions, right? So another big part of my regular journaling practice is this ability to deploy journaling as a tool. And that's like a little bit of a different journaling style than morning pages, emotional excavation type of journaling. So So the next question is, what is your most effective journaling tactic? Okay, so... First off, just notice sometimes, you know, we can tell a lot by how a question is asked. And I think with some people, they're like, I want to maximize efficiency in my journaling. I have to use the best journaling. And, you know, we don't need to let internalized capitalism take over our journaling routines as well. (laughs) So, but at the same time, I do understand you want to have a potent practice that can really help you with your growth, right? So first off is just let your journaling be whatever it is. Let it be delightful. Let it be nourishing. Let it be slow. Let it be short. Um, let it be occasional rather than every day, whatever you need, tune into like, what do I actually need to get from journaling? And what can I allow myself to have in those tactics? That said, there is one journaling tactic that I do think for me personally is the most effective. And these are inner child check-ins. And so this is a style of journaling I will be teaching um, in my workshop on July 5th. And it is pretty simple. You write down as your adult self, hello, little me, what's on your mind today? And then you write in the margins like little Catherine or little your name, and you let that little kid go off. So this kid may be a seven-year-old, they may be a 17-year-old, but they're a younger version of yourself and they need to rant a little bit on the page. And then you write back as an adult and you're validating and you're asking questions and you're saying that makes sense. And then you're like talking to each other about like how to solve this problem or what they need and how you're going to actually address their needs. So these inner child check-ins I just think are so powerful because when we're struggling in life, so much of it is the unheard inner child. And by doing this method of journaling, one, you're letting their voice be heard. Two, you're validating it from your adult perspective. And three, you're co-creating solutions together. And so the kid, the, the inner child feels part of a team and feels like solutions are actually coming for their problems, which relaxes them, which soothes them, you know, and which puts them in a better place. So I'll teach more about inner child check-ins in the workshop. So The next question is, what do I do if I have a lot of feelings, but I can only journal for like five minutes? So I think that's a great question because a lot of us may come to the page and we're really feeling something, right? Like a lot of anger or grief or frustration or whatever the heavy emotion is. But like, because of the constraints of the world, we can't dedicate like a big old dumping journaling session to it. Um, What I suggest is journaling like a bullet point list of what's really there for you. And then writing to yourself, I will make a follow-up date to this journaling on like tomorrow night at 8 PM or something, or this Friday at 4 PM. Because when you do that, you're letting the part of yourself know that needs to get those emotions out, that it's safe to do that. 
Um, and so that's really important to do because it shows a commitment to the process and it shows that you are, you're, you're trusting a follow-up that those emotions aren't going to be just left hanging, if that makes sense. And then you really have to follow through on it. So again, to recap, I would just like put down the five main bullet points that you want and then, you know, move into promising that, that follow-up date. Hopefully that makes sense. So somebody else asked, like, why am I not able to get back into a journaling routine? I had it going really well, and now I just can't even get back into it. Okay, first off, I do think there is a seasonality to journaling. Like I said, in the summertime, early fall, I tend not to journal as much. Journaling for me ends up being like a really seasonal, intuitive activity. Fall and winter, I do think there is so much more of a reflective um, element of, of, of journaling. There's more an internal sense just because of the season. And so like, I am going more inward. So check the seasonality. Like what is the season of life that you're in too? You know, externally, it may be a winter, but internally, maybe you're in a summer or externally, it may be a summer and internally you're in a winter and you're actually needing more reflection. Right. And let that be okay. Right. We, we shame ourselves so much when we don't stick to these routines and, the fact is journaling is going to evolve and have a hundred different iterations just as you will. So, you know, I think we can really punish ourselves for not sticking to these like really consistent fixed routines that we think are like the end all goal of self-help and self-discovery and personal growth. But I think that boxes us in so much. So just admit like, this is where you are right now. You don't want to journal right now. And can that be okay? And maybe you set a check-in like in three weeks, I'm going to check in with myself. Does it feel right to start journaling again? Can I start like with a three or five minute journaling practice? But right now I would lean into it, right? When we try to force ourselves into what our mind thinks we should be doing, we're really disrespecting our our intuition and our natural cycles. And sometimes we just don't want to journal and that's okay. You know, it's okay. And then this is where discernment comes in because sometimes there are times in our lives when we're actively avoiding a practice like journaling and it really would help us. (laughs) So you have to discern which season in your life you're in. Is this like a natural seasonality where it's just like, meh, don't want to journal so much? Or is there something you're very much resisting looking at in your life? And if that's the case, what I would give you is the advice simply of just doing like a three-minute journaling check-in a couple times a week. Basically making your re-entrance into your journaling practice as small as possible. And so this is the titration concept again, the going slow as possible concept. So, you know, when we're resisting something, we think we have to like go back full bore into how it used to be. And the reality is sometimes we have to start at a much smaller scale. And that's perfectly fine if we can let ourselves do that. So what is the tiniest bit of journaling you could imagine doing that you think you could actually do? And it might be five minutes once a week. It might be five minutes three times a week, right? You might need to start with five minutes once a week and just see like, how does that go, right? And your brain is going to say, this is too small. It couldn't make a difference. We need to be doing more. But trust like, what is your capacity for actually journaling right now? And let it be really tiny if it needs to be. That's how you're going to build the continued capacity to do more if that's what's right for you. So I hope that helps. Um, how much, next question, how much journaling is enough or the right amount? Okay, again, what is the power in how you're phrasing your question, right? We're looking for like safety in like a perfect journaling routine. And again, the reality is there is no perfect enough or perfect right amount. Um, you're going to have to discern that for yourself. Check your mental health. When you're journaling every day for 10 minutes a day, are you feeling better than when you're not journaling at all? 
Um, I had set a goal at the start of the year, for example, to journal every single day. <laughs> and, do, and now I'm looking back, I'm like, damn, Catherine, this is your perfectionism actually kicking in. I was going to journal every single day, meditate every single day and EFT tap every day. And now I look back and there was such an energy of like control around that. And so for long periods of, of the first half of this year, I was journaling every single day. And there were just some days I was journaling and I was journaling to myself, like I literally have nothing to say. And I was like, I'm journaling too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need this amount of journaling. Like every day is actually not supportive to me. And so I shifted. And when I am journaling regularly, this is kind of what it looks like four days a week, four days a week, morning pages kind of generally serves me. Um, it's a nice break. I tend to not journal Friday, Saturday or Sundays when I am in a regular journaling routine. And that is only something I could have known by paying attention to the cues for what was right for me around how much journaling I actually needed. So sense into that. When are you doing well? When are you like, and, and how much are you journaling if you're journaling then? When are you feeling like you just don't have much to say on the page and you don't need to make that a problem, right? You don't need to like dig deeper. <laughs> like, you know, there are times and places for that, certainly. But if regularly you're like, damn, I think I just don't have much to say, maybe you could be journaling a little bit less. So again, it's an intuitive practice of listening and trusting your process and not comparing it to anybody else's. So I hope that helps. The next question is, it's hard for me to be honest on the page. I always feel as though somebody else might read it someday. And so I'm not fully honest in my journaling. Well, I would definitely recommend going back to my podcast episode on journal trauma. It's not that long ago, maybe a couple of months and see if that resonates for you. Uh, you know, the quick version of that is that I had multiple people violate my privacy of things I was writing. And I was like, wow, it's not safe to journal. And I give reparative tips in that, how I came back to safety and journaling. But the short version of the tips is like, you might need to journal and delete. You might need to journal and burn. You might need to put a padlock on your journal and you wear the key around your neck. <laughs> like you might, whatever you need to do to achieve maximum safety that you can ensure to the best of your abilities that literally nobody will read it. That's where I would advise you to start. And it might mean burning or deleting your journaling. And that's okay. Um, you know, you don't need to hold on to journaling. Like, I mean, I, I never know what to do with my <laughs> journals. Like I keep most of them, but I'm like, sometimes I think I should just burn them because not because I'm afraid of what people will read in there, but I feel like it's almost like energy of past versions of myself I'm carrying around. But I would start there, listen to that podcast episode and see if that helps. The next question is, how do you find the time to journal? So again, you know, I always give this disclaimer, I'm not a caregiver, I'm not a parent, I work for myself. So that was a big part of it. Um, when I started morning pages, when I had a full time job where I was expected to be in the office by 830 or so, um, I did morning pages. I mean, I would wake up at like 530, 545. And that was like, tough, <laughs> you know, but it, it's ROI was so worth it for me. And it became actually a really sacred part of my, um, my morning. And so I actually really looked forward to it. It wasn't a chore to look, to wake up at 545. I was like, Oh, my God, I get to wake up at 545 tomorrow and light a candle and drink this amazing cup of coffee because I was drinking coffee back then. And just like have this really special morning. It felt so sacred. So that's one way. I mean, it's it's usually not about the time, actually. Like it's about 
making it a priority. And so the way to back into it is like, what would help you make it a priority? Is it getting a new candle? Is it having like a clean table on which to journal? Is it having an accountability buddy? Um, is it having it feel really soft and sweet? And so you get fancy, like fun kid-like markers and a sticker and a new journal, right? Like, and so, you know, and if you've done all that and you still are finding yourself not having the time, again, just making it as tiny as possible. Can you commit to five minutes of journaling once a day? It doesn't matter if it's in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. And I know you could make space for that. Like, and if you can't, then, you know, then things in your life, there are other things in your life that need to be looked at. Um, you know, if, if you can't find a way to commit to five minutes, right? What is the saying about meditation? It's like the people who say that they're too busy for meditation need it the most. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel about journaling. Ultimately, you just have to make a choice that you have to carve out the space for yourself that you're worthy and deserving of that. And you can start with really small increments. Um, It doesn't have to be like, again, I think we get stuck in this mode of thinking about journaling is like, it's got to be at least 20 minutes to an hour, and it's got to be every day. And I encourage you to create a journaling routine that works for you. And it's okay if it's really short. Really short journaling is better than no journaling. Five minutes of journaling is better than zero minutes of journaling. Three minutes of journaling is better than zero minutes of journaling, right? I don't want to say better. It's just like if you are looking to journal, a little bit is better than nothing, right? And it'll help you get into the practice of journaling. Easier way in. Again, the titration concept. Last question, and I like this one. I journal so much and I have no idea how the hell to store all of my journals, which I do want to keep. What do you recommend for storage options? (laughs) So I actually got like a kid's toy chest on Amazon and it's um, a foldable, like collapsible chest. So I I use that and I put it in my office. It's actually in my little room right off of my office. Um, I think if you can just find a nice cabinet and make space for that, that's really beautiful. A trunk is really good. Um, you know, it depends on the space of your living arrangement. Um, you can also think about digital storage, you know, I don't know, it seems like a really intense project, but you could scan all of your journals and upload them to the cloud. And so that you're having them virtually, but you don't have to worry about the physical space component of it. Um, I also just think don't be too precious about the storage. I think it is, it can be really nice to create a nice storage element for your journals, but then that can have us get caught up in the perfectionism. And I'd rather you like, order a Rubbermaid crate off of Amazon that fits your journals and put it in a corner, then like, think you have to have like a perfect like fairy cabinet with intricate wood carvings that's going to be perfect for your journaling, right? Um, So let it be imperfect. Um, You know, consider virtual storage, that's a possibility too. And get a toy chest off of Amazon. (laughs) Because that's what I did. So I hope this was a fun Q&A. It was really fun for me to do. I mean, I just really think journaling is such a beautiful practice when you can find your own way into it. It doesn't have to look like my way. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's way on Instagram. It doesn't have to be consistent. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It can fit your lifestyle, right? And let it fit the season of life that you're into. And if you are interested in finding out more of my journaling tips um, and everything from how to start a a routine that works for you to my favorite kinds of journaling to more about my journaling routine and how I use journaling in my life, make sure you're signed up for the powerful journaling masterclass workshop inside of the Sunday Soother membership, go to the Sunday slash membership. 
and pick tier three for $44. And we will gather and have so much fun, I think, talking about this. And if you can attend live, that's great. It's Wednesday, July 5th at 8pm. If you cannot attend live, no problem, you will get access to the recording. You can cancel the membership at any time, because you still have access to everything for 30 days after you cancel. So this isn't a commitment to sign up for a recurring membership. Um, But you may want to come in, do one and done, get some hot tips on journaling, and then peace out. And that said, I think you should stick around because we are going to do manifestation in August. <laughs> and I think that'll be really fun. So, um, and I'm going to invite everybody who's in uh, for this month in July into a 21 day journaling challenge in the private community. So stay tuned for that. So go to the sundaystudio.com, click on the membership link, go to tier three, $44, bada boom, bada bing, we're journaling. <laughs> so I hope I see you at the workshop um, and just have a beautiful week ahead. Take good care. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.